Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. The Michelin Pilot Challenge on IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Well, coming up now on track, we have Michelin Pilot practice for a 60-minute session, a full one hour. TCRs and GSs, which of course are GT4 category cars. A mighty 46 entries, John Hindorf and Jeremy Shaw uh, with me for the first time this Rolex 24 hours of Daytona weekend. Morning, Jeremy, and uh, a long day in prospect, but the opportunity for us to see everything that we'll be watching throughout this week. Already a good crowd on hand and anticipation through the paddock for all of the series we have here this weekend. Oh, yes, uh, John, absolutely right. There's a lot of excitement around the paddock. The, the raw test last weekend was, uh, was pretty successful. Almost all of the Michelin Pilot Challenge cars were here for that, but I think there's three that weren't. Uh, that have it been wasn't added. mandatory, we should it say. It wasn't mandatory, yeah. that's exactly right. So um, uh, one of the, uh, Ramin Abdul Wahabi and Rob Eklin Jr. driving the 09 automatic ra- racing Aston Martin, the second of the two automatics uh, Aston Martins, was not here. Uh, but they're both veterans here at uh, Daytona International Speedway. Uh, and the two TCR entries, the two Rockwell Autosport development cars, two Audi RS3 LMS G- DSG gearbox they're running, weren't here either, numbers 10 and 15. Um, for the most part, regular drivers from last season, the number 10, Alex Rockwell and Preston Brown. Number 15 car is uh, son Eric Rockwell and uh, Denis, du- Denis Dupont, originally oh. from uh, Belgium, who's uh, driving number 15 car. But they both have co- they all both have co-drivers for this weekend. In number 15 car, it'll be Nick Loymans from uh, Toronto, also originally from Belgium, but he's, he's based in Toronto these days and uh, did a couple of races last season. Uh, and in the number 10 car, it's great to see back Tom O'Gorman mm. uh, from Mason, Ohio. He's uh, done 16 races in the past, had four wins in TCR, so had some success a few years ago. He's been pretty much out of racing, out of big time racing for three or four years. And he thought his career was kind of done, but uh, the Rockwells have been in touch with him on a regular basis and uh, they've enticed him to do this race. Hey, we she bumped into him during midweek motorsport yesterday which was live from here at daytona and had a quick chat with him he's really excited to be back yeah. uh it's a great platform this audi tcr it's one of the older cars as you said it's the uh, it's the the previous version now there is an evo version of which i think we have one here uh, in the championship i, I thought we were going to have a couple more gavin ernstone's got his but the unitronic cars uh, the unitronic is the is yeah. the new car correct um Gavin Ernstone's got his, but isn't quite ready to to bring it out uh, as yet. You mentioned core drivers there, and that, of course, is a very good point to make early on because this is one of two this weekend four-hour races that we'll have this year. We start the race, the the, the season off for Michelin Pilot Challenge 
but with the uh, BMW Challenge over four hours on Friday afternoon. So check the schedule on imsaradio.com. It's all free. It's all live in sound and vision, whether you're here in the US or further afield. And it's always a great way to kick the season off. The second four-hour race, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Saturday night into the darkness. And for those of you here particularly who are already camping on the infield, you've got the opportunity to camp on the infield at IMS over that weekend in September. It's around uh, right about the 16th of September from memory. So that's something to look forward to. Um, yesterday, we had a practice session for these cars. That was whilst Midweek Motorsport was going on. Quite a lot of long runs yesterday, Jeremy. A few fast laps put in early on by the gun drivers. Uh, and then some long runs yesterday. And in, in fairness, it was the usual suspects. Both the Hondas were uh, at the front of the field. The Victor Gonzalez and the LA Honda World uh, machines, 99 and 73, were at the top of TCR ahead of the Alpha before we had the trio of Hyundais. And uh, the TCR class, as ever, very closely fought. And in GS, it was... Four out of the top six were AMG GT4s, two Mustangs, the interlopers, uh, in uh, in that yesterday. Yeah, uh, interesting to to see that uh, that was the, that was the case, and certainly the Mercedes have been fast, uh, but so are the Fords, haven't they? They've been yep. quick uh, at the raw test last weekend. The Fords were generally two the four, um, but uh, I think it's it's going to be a very very closely matched race there. The two. Um, new cars for this season in GT4. The uh, the most significant, I think, it would be the McLaren Artura, mm-hmm. uh, the, of which there are two examples uh, in this race. The number uh, 58 car run by Crucial Motorsports and the number 69 car run by the Canadian Motorsports in Action team back again after uh, being out for a couple of years. Uh, Jesse, Lazar, Jesse Lazar uh, back at the wheel of that, that car. That's number 69. Uh, and joined by Alex Filsinger, who's also from Canada, although he's lived now for, for quite a few years in San Diego, California. That's where he runs his own marketing company, online marketing, marketing company. Done a fair bit of racing over the years, as Alex, uh, but this is certainly a big step up for him with that team. But uh, the, the, the new McLaren, uh, they had some BOP difficulties last weekend. There was, there was a, when I say that, it, there was a sort of a, an error in translation, if you like, in terms of what was meant to be the specifications for the basically the electronics of the car, uh, which have now been rectified, uh, and they've, uh, there's, there's been some changes since the RAW to the BOP for the March Pilot Challenge, particularly for that car, uh, and uh, it's been given uh, a little bit more power. It's got a different power stick than, than before. They're still down on speed, but look, it's a brand new car, mm. uh, and IMSA always makes sure that a brand new car isn't way quicker than everybody else which is which is you know quite you know which has happened in the past but these days it doesn't uh but uh, certainly that you know they are they've worked with the team and they're trying to get the car you know to be a, in, in a competitive state for this race but uh, it's, it's certainly early yeah. in the development this will be the, the very first race i believe for the archer there weren't any dubai were there no. or were there no. no no i saw ian morgan just down a bit in the paddock a couple of minutes ago he's the new head of customer racing for mclaren uh, he's here uh, and uh, is super excited about the season to come. They've sold all of the cars they're going to build 
which is which is again quite a few. I think it's, it's over 50. Um, so uh, yeah, wow. they're, they're busy down there, and they've got uh, a lot on the plate with uh, having the first car running here this weekend. The thought process behind that is sound, as far as I'm concerned. A new car, performance will improve on a new car as as the teams get their heads round setting it up, driving it, etc., etc. So I think it's more palatable for the rest of the paddock, even if it's a little frustrating for the teams with the new car, to set expectations at a level for a new car coming in from whichever manufacturer it is, and then say all right, we can give you a little bit more now because we've seen the immense amount of data. We talked about this at Raw Weekend and how difficult nowadays it is to game the system, to sandbag. IMSA have way more information than we see here in the booth. We've got, I think, was it three sectors timing here? They've got 12, 13 around here, and the three and a half miles. They've got independent sensors and measuring and data acquisition on all of the cars and the data sticks are taken in at the end of each of the sessions and during the races and then some deep thought computer up at IMSA Technical runs through it all and the guys work out what is going uh, what is going on so I think it's better to do it that way than to have a car that's massively quick and then have to slow it down it's an iterative process as the data is collected with new cars. Uh, just about everybody out, actually, on the circuit. There's uh, only about three or four cars that have not gone out. My tracker from Alcamel, which is systems.com. If you'd like to see what we're seeing up here on the fifth floor. And my tracker is pretty much full of yellow and blue numbers around the circuit. Follow along with us here at IMSA Radio. At IMSA Radio, by the way, if you want to get in touch with us, 107.9 FM, that is working. And thanks to Leah and the rest of the team on the PA system, the highly efficient PA system here, Mike. Uh, and the rest of the team as well. Italy at our tech up this morning, who is looking after us, making sure you can hear us. Jeremy Shaw and John Hindhoff. Coming up a full day here at Daytona International Speedway. All of the classes are out uh, with competitive runs for a number of the championships, including qualifying for Mazda MX-5 later on today, all live here on IMSA Radio. Early times coming in, Porsche GT4, Sean McAllister, uh, who is leading the times at the moment. Mm. Uh, if I could see them on me, it is the time of day, Jeremy, isn't it? I'd yeah. forgotten this until the, the roar of just how bright it can be here. I'm not complaining that the sunshine, I am not complaining that there is sunshine, but it does make it difficult to see our screens. The Carbon number 39, the Carbon Peregrine Porsche, is leading out from the Mercedes of Chris Wilson and Will Sports. About two tenths between them. Half a second back, Matt Plum for Team TGM and a change of manufacturer for TGM. 
Again. They have, again, yes. <laughs> they have gone in this championship over to two Aston Martin V8 Vantages, and they're also running along with Tom Ferrier, TF Sport, a GTD car in the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. And actually, it was running very well at the Raw as well. Everybody very impressed uh, with that car. In TCR, oh, it is all the Honda Civics. Top four is Hart Racing. Adam, uh, Mario Farnbacher, excuse me. I think that's the first time I've seen Mario's name in that car. I'm not even sure he drove it at the Raw, to be honest. Mario Farnbacher, who's racing with Gradient and the JG Wentworth NSX in WeatherTech, along with Sheena Monk and... Uh, Cat Leg, who are the two full-season drivers. Mark Miller joining them as well for this 24-hour race this weekend. So Farnbacher drafted into the TCR of Hart Racing. Uh, then it's the 37 LA Honda World. Ryan Eversley driven number 37 Honda. 73 is the other side of that team. Mike Lamara. 37 and 73. 37, that team used to run minis. And 37 is a very, very famous number. No, a different team, actually. The, oh, is it? No, yes. Yes, it, it was uh, LAP Motorsports that, that ran. Uh, and they also, but but, but the, the confusion, though, John, I mean, you, you're sort of right, because uh, LAP Motorsports, which is Lewis Pericarpi, yep. uh, ran the LA Honda World cars. Yes. But then the LA Honda World organization took over those cars. I, I think see. it was last year or maybe the end of the year before. Well, kept so the 37 and 73. The, exactly, yeah. So that's where the, the 37, that's where the, the, the point is. is the 37 was a very famous number in, in mini racing, old yeah. mini racing. It was the car that won the Monte Carlo <laughs> rally and uh, then was excluded for having the wrong uh, rear uh, light bulb in it. I kid you not. Mm. Uh, brought on stage at the London Palladium uh, to... Uh, to celebrate that. Uh, it's all Hondas uh, after the 73. It's the number 99, which is the Victor Gonzalez, and it is VG behind the wheel there. Then the Audi of Denny Dupont. That is the number 15 Unitronics, yellow and black car that Jeremy was talking about. Machine? No, uh, no sorry, that's the yeah, Sorry, that's the 17. Yeah. Uh, that is one of the older cars, the new team that we were talking about. And then it's the Alpha. Uh, then Alex Rockwell in the other... Rockwell machine. Then the 61 of Gavin Earnstone. That car was going very well in both John Morley and Gavin Earnstone's hands at the, the Raw. As I say, they have, that's a sequential gearbox car, uh, which is a little bit heavier than the DSG, but it does change slightly quicker. Pays you money, it takes your choice. New car has been acquired by Gavin, and they're picking their moment to debut that car. And at the top, Zane Smith for Ford Mustang oh, and wow. for PF Racing. Two-tenths of a second, 52.7. Good times this morning early on. Yeah. Did have some rain overnight, not much, but uh, the track will just be still evolving at this stage in the week. Yeah, very fast lap times. This is the quickest we've seen uh, all week uh, when you include the Raw. The fastest lap during the Raw test was set by Luca Mars in the core motorsports number 59 Ford Mustang at a 153.0 Zane Smith, uh, who... Uh, is fastest at the moment. He was second at a 53.1, so he's found four tenths of a second since then. That's a really stout lap uh, for the uh, 
for that number 42 car. A 23-year-old from Huntington Beach, California is Zane Smith. And for those of you who are familiar with NASCAR, of course, he won last year's uh, Camping World Truck Series for NASCAR. So uh, he, he's one of the Ford performance development drivers trying to get some more road course experience Ford has done this over the last several years here Been successful uh, yeah uh, and they, they really have uh, you know it, it's, a, it's a tremendous program to give some of the more talented youngsters that are looking to work their way up through the ranks in NASCAR some more road course time because of course road course races is now becoming more and more part of the regular NASCAR schedule and what it, it has showed Jeremy you know Put away the thoughts, dear listener, of, oh, they're learning to turn right. Yeah. These, All of these guys uh, and girls, because um, we've had Hallie Dick, Hallie Dick, she's, here. she's yeah. here again. Yeah. Um, and they have been competitive and they have been enjoying what they're doing. Don't forget Ford has got new GT product coming. Um, mm. In fact, aren't we seeing, the, I, th- I think we're going to see the new Mustang at... Sebring, and we're going to see the new Corvette GT3 uh, tomorrow or Saturday. Oh, we're being unveiled, you mean? Yes. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah, well. Not racing until next season. Right. But Uh, the. the, Joey Hand doing a lot of development. Correct. Or most of the development on the GT4 Ford Mustang. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, good news for Joey. Not going to be racing. I don't think much much this year, but he's going to be super busy, of course, with the new GT3 Mustang coming on on stream as well, which he's, again, heavily involved in. So they're keeping him busy. Yeah, and as, as I say, great. I think those two GT3 cars, we'll see one, the Corvette, Corvette currently racing a converted uh, GT Le Mans car in GT3. Yeah. That new car has been uh, doing a lot of test mileage. Looks and sounds great. Yeah. It's it's termed the uh, Z06 yes. um, as the GT3 version of that car. We'll see that either tomorrow or Saturday, I'm told, by yeah, think, uh, GM. Friday, wasn't it? I, think I remember seeing I th- something I like think that. it I was think Friday. Yeah, um, right. and, and then at Super Sebring, where we welcome back the FIA WEC uh, on the as our main race on Friday before the big event of the Mobile 112 as I bring on Saturday. That's in March, of course, uh, St. Patrick's Day uh, weekend. Uh, and we'll see the Mustang, the GT3 Mustang there, is what I think is being planned. It is the Mustang at the top, the GT4 Mustang from PF. Then uh, Sean McAllister for Carbon, RS1's Porsche. Up into third place ahead of the Will Sports Machine in fourth. Yeah, number 28 car for RS1, Eric Filgueras. That's the car that uh, won here last year, didn't it? I think, uh, yeah, it did. On debut in this championship for Eric Filgueras. Tremendous victory for uh, that car one year ago. Eric's from Cocoa Beach, Florida, so local guy here. Had a birthday uh, last week. Uh, Happy birthday, Eric. 29. Yeah, really, actually, 29. Um, <laughs> Are you sure? And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, Has he paid money over yeah. into, into the Shaw Fund to keep him perpetually 29? Yeah, like I did. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, so, so he's up at, the, uh, up at the sharp end again. No surprise there. Sean McAllister is the... Uh, the outlier there, number 39 in the car bar with Peregrine car, set that time early on in this session, uh, 52.988. Again, significantly quicker than that car went during the test here uh, earlier well, last weekend. The fastest car at the test was Jeff Westfall 
in that particular car a 153.8. So Sean McAllister, assuming they've got the right driver plug in the car, went almost a second faster. That's a, a pretty impressive effort for the, well, another Californian, because they're both Californians. Uh, Jeff Westwell won this championship back in 2019 has been racing GT3 cars since then for this team. They haven't been able to pull together a GT3 program for this season, but to good to see Jeff back in the Michelin Pilot Challenge Series. And he's going to be a... He and Sean McAllister should be a really strong pairing through the season. They're going to be joined in this four-hour race by Nolan Siegel, mm. the youngster from Palo Alto, California, just 18 years of age. He's got a lot of speed, as Nolan, and he's, he's a bit of a rising star. And while we're talking about birthdays, uh, birthday today uh, over at uh, our catering area uh, for Caitlin. Hello, Caitlin. Working on your birthday, as always, this time of the year. Thank you for looking after us and uh, the other teams in the paddock. Have your... I know you're going to have a busy day today. It's a very long day. It's the longest day that in fact it is the longest day because uh, even on race day we're not much longer than this uh, on either of the days it's going to be 12 hours a good 12 hours today so Caitlin enjoy your birthday whenever you choose to have it so what are we uh, 20 minutes through the session Ford, Porsche, Porsche, Mercedes, Mercedes, Ford, 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 Aston, BMW in the top ten. Second and a half between the top ten cars. GT, still the four Honda Civics, ahead of the Denny DuPont-driven Audi, number 15. That is a little change from what we saw at the Raw, but as Jeremy said, these times are quick. Yeah, conditions pretty good today. It's, it's, so. it's, it's, a, it's a bit cool. It's cooler, certainly, isn't it, than yesterday? Uh, because oh, it was quite warm yesterday afternoon. So uh, certainly better conditions uh, right now than we had yesterday afternoon for the first official practice session for Michelin Pilot Challenge, and drivers taking full advantage of that. It's nice, kind of crisp air, um, and I'm not sure what the temperature is. It's sort of sixty odd, I think. So it's eighty you know. on the track. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The sun's. The sun's. Nice and bright. Beautiful conditions here it at Daytona. It is 81 on the track wow. and 63 in the air. And that, for everybody else outside the US, is a lot cooler than it was yesterday. We had 28 in the air yeah. yesterday. Track temperature is 27 Celsius, air temperature 17 Celsius. That's a good 10 Celsius cooler than it was yesterday. Yeah. I blame Joe Bradley and Nick Damon. Because from the moment that they landed at DAB last night and I picked them up, it started to rain. Amazing. I think they must have brought it in their suitcases. <laughs> so this is roughly, Jeremy, what we saw yesterday with some fast times coming in in the first half dozen or so laps, yeah. then driver changes and longer runs going on uh, to get drivers familiar, to get some data on fuel burn, I would think, and on tyre. Uh, deg, degradation, tyre wear. Uh, it's Harrison Burton who's climbed into the PF Racing machine. That's a famous name. Yeah, yeah he's, this is, he's Ward's son, I think, isn't he not, Jeff? Is it? I think so. Not sure. Gosh. 
at IMSA Radio if you'd like to get in touch with us. Harrison. Another youngster. Another youngster, yeah. Did he did he win the Xfinity Series in 21? Or is that... Yeah, I think he did, didn't he? No, no, he didn't. No, I think he was eighth. But certainly been, been a front runner in the uh, Xfinity Series now for several years. He won the K&N uh, Pro Series East in 2017, did uh, Young Harrison Burton. That series still has just turned down years some drivers age. down through the yeah. years, the K&N Series, yeah. the, the uh, regional series. Yeah. It really has. It's a, it's a stout field here. And the, the fastest of the, the bronze cup cars, I think there's three or four bronze uh, category cars, which are all bronze-rated drivers. Most of the drivers in the field are, are silver, the majority is silver. But I think there's, there's three or four that are running all bronze categories. Number 09, number 11, number 29. Uh, yeah, maybe that's it, actually. Just the three all bronze cars. Fastest of them is the number 11. That's Chris Wilson who set that time. Fourth fastest overall, actually. Mm. Chris, he, he's, a, he, he, he's been around this sport a long, long time, was Chris. <laughs> he's turned a few laps, hasn't yeah, he, he, in has. fairness. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, you're just a uh, re- really good guy all around. That's it, that, that Capstone Motorsports Mercedes, car number 11, fourth fastest, uh, with a time of 153.6. Changes improvement there. Spencer Pompelli moving himself up, up the order a little bit in car number 10. That's the number 83 BGB Motorsports Porsche 718. That's the green and black car. Pretty easy to spot. Big BGB on the side, yeah. actually, as well. Thank you. There's We've some the alligator livery, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's some super liveries right yeah. across the three championships that we have here this weekend. Uh, all the Mazdas seem to have changed their colours. People who were blue have gone to red. People who've got red have gone to khaki. And we've got some... Trying to luck, are they? Well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Just going down the pit lane now, a nice uh, a nice wrinkle on the Hyundai N livery. This is the, the number 70 car that I'm talking about. It's uh, sort of... It has the same sort of urban camouflage type of... Uh, of pattern on it but with a, a different colour it's normally blues for Hyundai but yeah. uh, it, it's a it's a, an orange and, and black still very obviously Hyundai colourways with the big N on the side but this is one of the non BHA cars uh, in the field yeah but um, well yes but, but. the uh, l- last year that, that, that team Daily Motorsports they're from, from, uh, from Arkansas they made their debuts at uh, at Petit Le Mans last year, and uh, the, the the it's it's more of a sort of cow livery. Uh, Is that uh, what they're saying? Cover. Yeah, I forget. I'm trying to find the story. I wrote it all down last year at uh, at um, a Petit. At Petit, and, I, and I've forgotten so much. I'll try, look, try to look through my notes and find well, out. It was a very. It, was a very yeah, quick it, I mean, it is a camo livery, but it's urban camo. Yeah, they call yeah. it. Yeah, and uh, they wrapped himself father and son, dad, Diley ran uh, Carl Fogarty actually in, uh, in World Superbikes to a lot of success so he's got a big background in uh, on two wheels certainly in motorsport in general but the cars that they're running this weekend well they're running two number one the Daily Motorsports two Hyundais mm. number 70 and 74 but they're both now Elantras as opposed to the Veloster with which they made their debut last season and they're both uh, both cars are ex 
BHA cars, Brownhead Autosport cars. No Velosters this year, all Elantras in yeah. the field. Yeah. A BHA and down the, to just the three cars and yes. have shuffled a couple of the driver uh, the driver pairings around. Um, Van der Stur Racing, of course, who were running a Veloster last year, they've stepped up. Uh, a class. Yeah, to Aston Martin in, in GS. Back back to those daily cars. Though. The the number seventy car that's running here. That's the uh, the urban camo car, as you say. The the sort of the Browns uh, uh, is uh, the X number seventy seven car. I think from last year that, that uh, Tyler Maxon and Mason Philippi All right. drove uh, last year. The number seventy four car is actually the championship winning car oh, really? from Taylor Hagler and uh, Mike Michael Lewis. And that car been driven. So number seventy cars driven by by uh, Jacob Jacob Diley, the son of the team, and Tyler Maxson, who's joined that team. I mean, he's, he's only a youngster; he's only eighteen years of age, is Tyler. But he's joined that team as a sort of uh, as much more than just a driver. He's very heavily involved in in the uh, in the sort of almost engineering of the car. So uh, bright young man, and uh, that's a, an exciting step up for that team. Is that a full number season s- entry this yes, year? Right. two cars. Wow, uh, that's a, that's the a second car driven here by uh, Cabot, Cabot Bigham, um, who has been doing uh, global rallycross for the last six or seven years, uh, from Reno, Nevada, 26 years of age, and Matt Jaskell, rascal, uh, as uh, he, he is, as he's, as he's known, Matt was a, a rising star back in the beginning of the Red Bull driver search days. Oh, really? He was part of that program. Yeah. What, Scott Speed days and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. He was. Really? He was that, a, yeah, that first year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. He was. A, yeah, he was part of the. I, I was over there. Went over to Paul Ricard for the had the whole thing, and uh, he was one of the winners of that, and had some success in Oak Wheel in, in Formula BMW, which was still around back then. I remember that? Uh, that brought and, uh, a lot of good drivers yeah, through. Yeah, and both he, in he made his way up as high as Indy Lights did. Uh, did uh, Matt, and then everything sort of frittered away for a while but you know he's he's just a a really hard worker uh he lives nowadays in las vegas in in amongst all his driving and coaching and and everything else he's been driving some nascar cars over the last several years in different categories sort of bits and pieces he's also now a a skydiver instructor as well, so he he, he likes uh, likes the other journey. How does, do you sc- does, does how do you instruct Great someone character. to skydive? Jump out the plane, pull yeah. the cord. Yeah, like, <laughs> honestly, it's the landing bit. It's like it's like dry, flying a plane. It's the landing that's the tricky bit. <laughs> Taking off is easy. Jumping out the plane is well, if, if you're so inclined, I guess it's fairly easy. <laughs> Not for me, it wouldn't be. <laughs> I can't see Actually, the point of jumping out of a good airplane. He'd, he'd have to instruct me a lot to jump out of the airplane. <laughs> first place yeah it's but like, like landing a plane landing is a lot more difficult than taking it off somebody just said to me i remember talking to an raf pilot uh, many years ago doing an interview with him when i was working for the bbc up in newcastle in the northeast and uh, they were where uh, in the northeast of england oh, right. yeah. um, and and sadly yes newcastle um <laughs> And he was uh, he was bemoaning the days of the old um, English electric lightnings, um, which were our interceptor planes in the UK. And basically, you took off with afterburner, climbed to your um, altitude, and then had four minutes to meet the refueling tanker before you ran out of fuel. <laughs> uh, then you whizzed off to intercept whatever you were supposed to intercept, shoot it down, and 
it wasn't as much landing as he said as flying it into the ground because the wings actually didn't give it that much lift. They were just stabilizers. It's always stuck with me that. It's not so much landing, John, as flying it into the ground. <laughs> those those planes long gone now. Yeah. Made for one specific purpose and get to potential nuclear um, attack bombers as quickly as possible. Ah, very good. Different breed flyers, different breed, no doubt about it. So what have we got left? Uh, exactly half an hour, so we're halfway exactly through. Half an hour. Yeah, as I said. To the that. second. It was. How lucky was that? <laughs> Almost looks like we planned this. Uh, still Mustang ahead now of three Porsches. As uh, there's been Spencer Papelli joined, yes. joined that. He was he, we last we looked he was improving his time. He and, was. Uh, last lap but one he did that. His twelfth of thirteen laps he improved. Spencer Papelli up to fourth fastest, one fifty three point four two four. So uh, those two times out front, just really, really good times. Harrison Burson, 152.7, significantly quicker than anybody went at the Raw test last weekend. And it was uh, Sean McAllister who's shown at the wheel of the number 39 car that set the second fastest time, 152.988. Those are the only two cars under the 1 minute 53 second mark. Roy Block, before he pitted, managed to pick off one of the Hondas, the uh, 73 LA Honda World Car. So he moved the Alfa Romeo Giulietta Veloce up into fourth position. Uh, still the Audi in sixth, the head of, the, of that urban camo, number seven, Elantra, that we were talking about. And this Tyler Maxson at the wheel of that car at the moment. Mason Felipe's just taken out the number 98. That's one of the BHA cars. Harry Gottsacker has pitted the number 33 Hyundai Elantra. Taylor Hagler out in the number one defending champion car. And Matt Jaskell back in the pits in the number 74. We have seen, I think, all the cars now turn a lap. Yes, we have. So 46 cars have been out on the track and this first Sorry, second official practice of the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge. Yeah, so it's uh, Ford at the front, then uh, the Porsche Luca Mars now jumps up into third position oh. in the Core Motorsports Ford Mustang, car number 59, and 153.222 then for Luca. He was one of the quickest guys on a regular basis through the raw test last weekend. Just 16 years of age, he was too young to compete in this race last year. Didn't didn't have his uh, 16th birthday uh, until uh, March the 8th, which uh, meant he was eligible yes. to join the second round of the championship at Sebring, which he did. And uh, <clears throat> he qualified the uh, the car last year. Yeah, he drove. Uh, yeah, the rest of the season last year was regularly qualifying in the top five on the grid so really talented youngster also making his debut this weekend in the uh, Rolex 24 as well so he's going to be a busy boy uh, literally this week Steve McAleer then fourth in the number 28 RS1 Porsche 718 Ben Rhodes in car number 41 
That's the, the sister car to the, to the car that is fastest, second of the PF Racing Mustangs, Ben Rhodes, another NASCAR uh, Ford Proteges, uh, 25 years of age from uh, Corydon, Indiana, not Croydon uh, in <laughs> London, Corydon, Indiana. Uh, and uh, he was, uh, he, well, he won the Camping World Truck Series in 21, was second in the championship last season. So, uh, really talented young guys they are, uh, and girls, with Haley Deegan sharing that car with Ben Rhodes. That's uh, fifth past at the moment, that car in the pits right now. There's an improvement. I like that talent development idea. We've seen other manufacturers do it in yeah. sports cars, mm-hmm. notably, of course, way down through the years with, with Porsche. Uh, and they have recruited from within those ranks down through the yeah. years to, to bring on drivers to become factory supported or works drivers and Ford obviously have been out of sports cars since the uh, for a little while since the end of the Ford GT program but rumours rumours abound that they've got uh, very particular ambitions within a number of areas of motorsport the big rumour is that they will brand the new Red Bull Power product engine in Formula One and that the Ford name will come back to Formula One as a sponsor, effectively, an engine cover sponsor, in much the same way as Alfa Romeo have done for the Sauber team. That coming to an end, of course, with the acquisition of, of Sauber by Audi. Uh, but also, the rumour will not go away about Ford stepping into GTP here in IMSA as well as the GT cars that we've been talking about. So, motorsport still very much on the radar for Ford. And I think kind of underlined by the fact that last weekend in the VP Racing Fuels Challenge, Sports Car Challenge, Jim Farley was racing a Ford Mustang. Now, if you think you recognise that voice, that name rather, uh, Jim Farley is the chief executive officer, i.e. the man that sits behind the big desk of the Blue Oval. He's the man right at the top of Ford Motor Company. And he was out having an absolute ball in the VP Sports Car Challenge. I think he probably passed more cars than anybody else. Didn't necessarily got the finish he wanted in the first race. Started in, I think, 20th position, 40s way up to 7th in the first race. Started 14th, dropped back to the back of the field, and then 40s way back up again to 7th or 6th in the second race. I think that's brilliant that a guy who is clearly a busy executive at the top of a motor company still has the passion to want to come and race in that VP fuels. And people might say, well, he's, he's, he must be a car guy. He runs a car company. Oh, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Sometimes it isn't car guys who's at the top of those. They're big enterprises. Yeah. Um, but that was great. Absolutely great. Also news today as well from the automotive world, and I wonder what effect this might have. Another car and racing guy at the head of a massive uh, a global conglomerate for for automotive is that Akio Toyoda is stepping down as the head of the Toyota Motor Company and he's a guy who's raced at Nürburgring among other places uh, as well we, he has uh, stayed at that company to uh, 
extensive success in both the automotive and the racing world over the, the last few years. We wish him well in whatever he does. I've met him a few times. And as you might imagine, if you're going to go and race on the Nürburgring Nordschleife, um, and I, I've, I'm pretty certain he raced the V10 Lexus um, when they were racing that out there, that glorious sounding car. Um, shared a uh, shared a garage with Aston Martin um, one year, which is how the Aston Martin Signet came about. True story. Uh, good luck to uh, Akio Toyoda in whatever he decides to do away from running Toyota Motor Company. That news, I think, breaking overnight here in the US. At IMSA Radio, if you want to get in touch with us, good to have your company wherever you are at the track on 107.9 around the world on RS2. Tell your friends, check imsaradio.com for all of our live schedules today, tomorrow and Sunday. And Saturday, I missed out there, sorry. We are on on Saturday, I promise you, we're not going to miss the first half of the race. Live, exclusive, free, no blocks, no breaks for the audio. Uh, most of our audio up to, uh, most of our video rather, up to the race itself is available to everybody. Uh, we've got you covered here in the US with NBC, of course, Lee Diffie and 13 other on-air talent. They're doing an hour and a half each, then it seems to have to me. <laughs> Talking to Calvin Fish earlier on. Calvin back again as well. And some very special guests on NBC and their sister services across the weekend, if you're here in the States. Uh, you can still watch qualify. Uh, you can still watch the early sessions and the support races with us and listen to them with us, of course, if you're here in the US. And we will have XM, uh, Sirius XM at the weekend, 207 for the race. And again, that's uninterrupted for you. But outside of the US, then it's imza.tv or imzaradio.com. Hit the live video tab, the player will come up and start playing for you. And as I say, no side-by-sides, no interruptions, no ads. Uh, you get the whole of the action with us. Right, Jeremy, anything going on with the times? 20 minutes ago, into the last third. Yeah, a couple of, couple of improvements. Scott Andrews up into third position in car number 27. That is the Lone Star Racing Mercedes AMG GT4. He shares that car with Anton Diaz Pereira from Memphis, uh, Tennessee, originally from Sri Lanka, but uh, he's a vascular surgeon, is Dr. Pereira. And Scott Andrews, I think was fa- he was fastest in yesterday's session uh, yesterday afternoon session in that uh, Mercedes number 27 I think it was a 53.6 he turned yesterday the fastest time uh, just turned a 53.2 then in that car move up into third position behind the Ford Mustang of Zane Smith it was who set the time in car number 42 and the number 39 Ford, uh, Porsche excuse me of uh, Sean McAllister 152.9 so 53.209 then for Scott Andrews up into third position ahead of Luca Mars in the core Ford. Also an improvement just a little bit farther down, just outside the top 12. Actually, she's down to 15th now, but was in 13th position a few minutes ago. That was Aurora Strauss in one of the two McLaren Artura GT4s. That's the crucial motorsports car number 58. She'll be sharing that car with uh, Michael De Casada, 
who's been driving, of course, in the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship for on and off for the last uh, two or three years, formerly raced in the uh, GT3 Cup. And uh, Henry O'Hara, just 17 years of age from New York City, making his professional debut this weekend. Uh, did, I, I, I went over to, the, uh, to their trailer a couple of times during the, the raw test, uh, but he wasn't there because he was in school <laughs> in New York. Um, he took, zipped down for a day, then zipped back again. Uh, and he wasn't there on, what day are we now, Thursday? He wasn't there yesterday either, I think it was. I went over there all day before, I can't remember now. Uh, it's all blurring. But uh, he, he's here for the week now and um, and going to be making his debut. So it's a good effort then by, by Aurora to get him amongst the, uh, the front-running cars here. Uh, gone significantly quicker with the changes to the car than she did during the raw test uh, at the weekend. So let's see if we can find the fastest time that they ran during that test. It was a... No, it wasn't. It was a... It was several seconds off the pace. Anyhow, the best of the McLarens. That's the brand new Archer. It runs a... Uh, a uh, V6 turbo engine. I had a, tell you what, I had a heck of a hard time finding out the Kiwi capacity of that car, but it's a 3-litre V6 twin turbo. Uh, purpose... A you know, much more, hopefully, user-friendly car than was the old 570S McLaren. And I'm um, struggling to find the fastest time to set that car at the test. I think it was a 155.8. Yeah, 155.8. Well, Aurora this morning has done a 54.0, so that's a big improvement there. We talked about it. It's got a little bit more weight than it had at the at the raw test, but a different power stick, i.e. more horsepower and uh, and better usable usable engine power i love the way we blithely talk about a different power stick yes now whereas back in the old days it would have been well um the carbs have gone to from 38 to 42s uh and they've been allowed to change the cam profile and 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 now uh, i've got this dongle will that do (laughs) oh thanks very much yeah, it's all to do with the ice these days, I guess. Isn't it? The internal combustion engine. Oh, not in car entertainment. Are yeah, you sure? Exactly right. <laughs> Get the right tunes playing. Yeah, that yeah, give you five miles yeah. an hour, I tell you. It's all the electronics, isn't it? Balancing those electronics out. We're going to be talking about that probably a fair bit when the uh, GTP cars come out for the MC World Tech Sports Car Championship. Let's try to keep it simple relatively for the, uh, for the GT4s. But uh, certainly great to see that McLaren. It's a great-looking car. Uh, and Aurora Strauss currently in the 15th position in that number 58. We do kind of take all of that for granted now, though, don't we? And we can thank racing for that. The advances, the big advances in the last 15, 20 years, um, ECUs for, you know, engine, gearbox, uh, suspension, traction control, ABS, all of these electronic control units that we take for granted on our cars until something goes wrong with them. So much of that development has come out of racing, which is a very harsh environment for anything electronic. Um, Engines that can run on all different octanes and RON levels of fuel without sending them into issues and knock sensors and all that sort of stuff. Haven't perhaps had the big improvements that we had in disc brakes uh, and all that back in the late 50s, early 60s, but all the stuff that's going on underneath and the reliability of our street cars comes from what we've had on the track in the last few years, where you can, where Porsche can turn out a, 
a road going three litre twin turbo flat six that produces 480 horsepower um, satisfying all the emission regulations for not just now but for the next iteration as well and can still turn in 40 miles to the gallon on a, a motorway run and is super hyper reliable uh, we take that for granted and you know we've been taking that for granted in racing terms as well particularly in endurance racing for quite a while now Jeremy and I were talking about this before the session started um, endurance racing has become a series of sprints between driver changes, tyre changes and fuel stops. Yeah. Um, nobody's babying cars until the last two hours anymore. You can't afford to. If somebody goes off into the distance, you, it's going to be hard for you to catch them back up again. Um, I heard uh, we had um, Richard Creel and Garth Tander on Midweek Motorsport last night talking about the Liquid Molly Bathurst, five, uh, Bathurst uh, 12 hours, which is next weekend, not this weekend coming, but the weekend after. Uh, and that was what Garth was saying. You know, these GT3 cars that they race there, the GT4 cars that we have here in the Mission and Pilot Challenge, you just expect them to run and run and run for up to 24 hours. And therefore, you drive them flat out all the time. All the time. Particularly the pro drivers, the gun drivers. Down to the last 13 minutes. Uh, improvements last time around for Adam Adelson for Nola Sport down to 154.8 in that Porsche it's the number 47 car yeah also improving uh, very closely uh, well actually just one position ahead of him also Jesse Lazar uh, Jesse Lazar in number 69 at Motorsport in Action McLaren Artura GT4 he's just said his best lap time 154.7 so uh, just about, still about three quarters of a set. Well, yeah, six, seven tenths behind Aurora Strauss in the, the other crucial motorsports McLaren, but uh, certainly stepping in the right direction there. Another note, by the way, number 14 car. It's currently 16th position on the timing charts. That's the Toyota GR Supra GT4 Evo, new car uh, for this season, slightly updated car. Uh, but in fact, that's not the car that was raced here, that was run here at the Raw Test last weekend, because that car was crashed heavily over at the Le Mans chicane by yes, uh, by uh, Javier Quiros, Correct. who unfortunately suffered a uh, sort of stress fracture of the uh, sternum. Oh, really? So Nasty. he will not be here this weekend. It'll be Damian Fineschi from Argentina who will be stepping into Javier's slots, and that is a brand new car that was sourced midweek in. Uh, in uh, North Carolina and driven down here. It, it arrived on Wednesday afternoon, Tuesday afternoon, uh, for the Arve Motorsports team that is running that uh, Toyota Gazoo race in South America entry for this season. So it'll be the number 14 car. It'll be uh, Alfredo Nadri. He was just kind of a, a regular driver the last couple of years from the Dominican Republic. Uh, Tiago Camilo. He's had a lot of success in Stock Car Brazil over the years. And uh, Damian Fineschi. Yeah, yeah. Damian Fineschi, who's uh, he's also pretty much the, the program manager for this Tour de Gazoo Racing entry as well. Still, still drives uh, in Argentina, I believe. He's 34 years of age and has done last year. year he did, he's done a couple of races last season with this team and drafted in at last second. Still the three Hondas in TCR. Chad Gilsinger's just taken out the hard car. But I have noticed it's the, uh, the number 99 that's uh, at the top. That's the 
Victor Gonzalez car. So that was a, a little change. So it's 99 from 89. That's the Hart car that was leading. Chad Gilsinger going back out. Matt Pombo taking out the 37. The LA Honda World branded machine in third. Then the Alpha is in the pit lane. And Carl Whitmer, one of six? Four. I know there's a lot of them. Yes. They're all Ks as well, aren't yeah. they? Kuno, well, Nick is one of them. But Kuno, Carl, uh, Nick. Nick and who's the other one? I've had Kuno and Carl in the same race before. Kuno, yeah, Kuno, Kurt, and Nick, uh, uh, and uh, and Carl, yeah. I've had. I've seen K- I've K- had Kuno's Kuno. here this weekend. Yes. Uh, driver coaching. Yes, I saw him actually. Yeah, he's with the, uh, well, he's with the Kelly Moss team, I think. Yeah, he was certainly working with the VP Fuels guys with uh, Sebastian Carrazzo and the uh, and the LMP3 cars last weekend. I'm pretty sure he's still here as well. So Zane Smith uh, is is um, a driver of the number 42 PF Racing uh, Mustang. He's taken back the controls of that car from Harrison Burton, who drove the middle part of the stint inside the final 10 minutes. And Zane Smith back at the wheel of the fastest car in this session. The second fastest car is currently on the pit lane. That's the number 39 uh, car bar with Peregrine Racing Porsche. That's pretty much directly across from us, stationary in the pit lane at the moment. Third fastest is the number 27, Lone Star Racing, taking over the entry for that car for this year, the Mercedes of Anton Diaz Pereira and Scott Andrews, who it was who set that time. Uh, Pereira back at the wheel again for the final part of this session. Then rounding out the top five, Luca Mars in the number 59 Ford Mustang for Core Motorsports. And the number 28 RS Porsche, excuse me, RS1 Porsche 718 GT4 RS CS. Such a mouthful, isn't it? Uh, uh, of uh, Eric Filgaris, uh, Stephen McAleer driving that car at the moment. The moment. It just means it's the latest version, doesn't it? Because that's the RS Club Sport. Yeah. Uh, Rensport Club Sport, I suppose. RS uh, Standing for Rensport. It is a Rensport year as well this year for Porsche. Mm-hmm. Big year, 60th of 60th birthday for Porsche 911. 75 years of the Porsche 950 since the Porsche 956 came out. I've got to say, I'm not sure about the Porsche Vision concept that uh, they released overnight to commemorate the 956. It's not quite hitting the spot for me. 356. Which is a, uh, 356, yes, sorry. Um, it's not quite hitting the spot for me. And that's unusual for Porsche concepts. They normally get things very right. Maybe I have to see it in the flesh. Um, maybe the photos aren't doing it justice. But Rensport next year, oh, sorry, this year, coming up at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Sega. The usual heady mix of old and new Porsches and possibly even a few tractors as well. Can't wait for that. And it isn't an IMSA clash weekend. So that's the good news. You don't have to sacrifice one for the other. A couple of big events this year for sports car enthusiasts. 100th anniversary of the first Le Mans with Le Mans in June. We'll be there for that, of course. The most live coverage of any broadcaster, and it's all free. 
start with uh, test day on the previous Sunday and then run through the race week with every single session live for you over on RS1 Radio Le Mans and on FM at the track as well of course classic Le Mans this year as well we'll also be celebrating that centenary delighted to say we'll be at that in sound and vision and then all of the IMSA calendar looks great but that Indianapolis event in uh, around the 16th of September IMSA at Indianapolis sports cars at the Brickyard and camping on the infield I'm very tempted to get an RV and go and say that I've camped on the infield for that one Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be great yeah. racing into semi-darkness at least there will be some lights put up uh, is what the Penske organisation are telling us for wow. that four hour race for this championship but it is not going to be Daytona lighting it, it will be lighting but muted lighting so it is still into the darkness and who knows what that might be the precursor to in years to come with IMSA at the Indianapolis yeah. Motor Speedway couple of uh, improvements up into the top 10 for Daniel Morad in the number 57 Winwood Racing Mercedes sharing that car with Bryce Ward father of Russell uh, great to see Bryce back at the wheel again mm. and uh, up into the 8th position in the closing stages 153.5 for the Canadian Daniel Morad in TCR Robert Wickens goes to the top of the charts in terms of the Hyundais uh, sixth fastest overall in TCR in kind of a 33 Robert Wickens 158.6 in that car that we, you talked about it earlier on John Heidhoff a slight shuffling of the driver uh, roster at Brian Hurd at Autosport Robert Wickens is going to be sharing that number 33 car with Harry Gottsacker who's had six pole positions over the last few years and uh, his co-driver from last season uh, Mark Wilkins who won the championship uh, back in 2019 with uh, Michael Lewis. He's going to be sharing the number 98 car with Mason Philippi. So, uh, slight changing around there. Those Hyundai drivers have been busy over the last few days. They've had a, 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 a driver camp with yes. the, all sorts of different activities around the Daytona area, basically overseen by Jim Leo from Pitch Fit Training. We were invited, but Jeremy and I decided no. not to do the running around. Yeah. Did you I was supposed to, I was, No, I forgot about it <laughs> uh, until, until I came to the track on, on Tuesday afternoon. And I, I went over to the Hyundai thing. I was yeah, I, I, looking for, for one of the drivers. And uh, no, they're at the cab. Oh, damn it. Yeah, I was supposed to be reminded. So, Katie, you forgot to remind me. <laughs> oh. Because <laughs> I got a brain like a sieve, unfortunately. So, no, I forgot about that. Probably wouldn't have been part of the, uh, probably good news, mind you. The pictures I saw had people pushing their teammates around in carts. Yeah, pushing. Uh, and, I, and I'm thinking, hmm, that is literally putting the driver behind the cart, <laughs> not uh, the horse behind the cart. But uh, very, very odd. Uh, team building uh, and fitness training for all of the Hyundai drivers. And. Uh, a good time was had by all, I am told. Sure. Normally done um, 
a little further out from the start of the season but everybody was together here this weekend so the opportunity taken a new head of uh, Hyundai Motorsport of course back over in uh, Europe of their programmes in uh, rallying and uh, oh, yeah. TCR uh, Fred Vasser has uh, yeah. has gone there to take over from Andrea Adamo yeah. he'd been there for quite a long time So last uh, oh, well. couple of minutes, and yeah. it changed, Jeremy. Yeah, to, up into second position. Now, Daniel Morad in that windward racing Mercedes, car number 57. I want 52.987 to just one thousandth of a second quicker than the car barn with Peregrine Porsche, car number 39. So it's Ford at the far, uh, uh, with the fastest time. Uh, uh, it was Zane Smith at 152.7 in car number 42 for PF Racing. Second is the Mercedes. Windward Racing, car number 57, Daniel Morad, 152.987. And third fastest from a time set very, very early on, uh, as was the fastest time of all, was the number 39 Porsche of uh, Sean McAllister at 152.988. Those are the only three cars below 1 minute 53 actually below 1 minute 53.2 which is next up that would be Scott Andrews the Australian in the second fastest of the Mercedes car number 27 for Lone Star Racing I got my team principles wrong Fred Vesso has gone to Ferrari it's Cyril Abitable it. yes Cyril Abitable who went Ooh. to Hyundai to Renault yes correct uh, and I say today that there is going to be no team principal at, uh, at Sauber. Um, there is a head of mission or something instead, but he's not to be called team principal. And Andreas Seidel is CEO of the whole organisation for Audi. Um, don't call me team principal. A representative of the team said. <laughs> There's been a lot of churn at the top of major organisations and particularly through F1 it was a um, team principal merry-go-round it seemed yeah, it really uh, back end of last year beginning of this last minute or so no last 10 seconds or so turn two what's that just flashed up on the scoring can't yeah. see. The car going slowly towards turn three, towards the International Horseshoe. Yeah, and that, that looks is like it's the McLaren. McLaren. It? Yeah. yeah, it is the crucial machine. It's number fifty-eight. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, damage to the left front. Oops. Of that car. We do. That's that's the youngster Henry O'Hara, who's driving that car at the moment. His last lap was a fifty-six-six. Car currently running in fifteenth position on the charts. That sign that time was set by Aurora Strauss checkered flag is out so they're not going to lose a whole heap of time is that the number what is that the number 15 car is it 58 58 okay. yeah it's yeah. interesting oh there it is yeah okay i see it on the uh well the tracker and the there's another car law as well, and I believe that's the... the car going onto the banking now. Yes, that? that's that's the Mustang. That's the... uh could be McAuley Racing car, I think. The white car with the blue stripes down the side. Really difficult to see with the sun bouncing off Lake Lloyd right in front of us. 
It's the Jensen Altman driven number 13 car. Um, and so maybe there was a little coming together there between those two youngsters. Jensen stepping up from Edamitsu Mazda. Oh, there we are. Well done. <laughs> well done. See, no, I remember noted the on our scoring. Yeah, noted on our scoring. Blockers. Contact car 58 and 13. Both continue. Well done, John. Top the, mark. The last two events. This last. This two race. two does equal four. Yes, it's a, once in a while, Jeremy. You know, if you, we say a lot of things, once in a while we're bound to get something right by the law of averages, <laughs> aren't we? Uh, Daytona here on the fifth floor, and what we call our uh, Studio Two at Dubai Autodrome are probably the two circuits where. Um, traditional old-fashioned race calling with a pair of binoculars and a headset on uh, are most easily done see pretty much all of the track here and about 90% of it at Dubai uh, amazingly this year sunset and sunrise times uh, at these two long nighted 24-hour races bring exactly the same 13 hours and 16 minutes of official darkness from sunset on Saturday to sunrise on Sunday, as it was in Dubai. Okay. So that is the chequered flag. Daniel Morad's the mover and shaker towards the end, but it's uh, the Ford Mustang that uh, tops the times, Jeremy, uh, for the GS category after that second one-hour session. So... PF Racing from in second place the 57 Winwood car third Jeff Westphal for Carbon fourth Anton Diaz Pereira took the checkered flag uh, for their car and in TCR three Hondas and Alpha a Honda and then six to eight are the Hondas ninth for the Rockwell Number 15, Audi, and making up the top 10, Taylor Hagler, in the defending champion team. Uh, that is the Hyundai. Thanks to Jeremy Shaw for that one. Just the, yeah, the next time we will see these cars is for qualifying, which will take place this afternoon. Beginning at 2.25, there'll be 15 minutes for TCRs, followed with a five-minute break by... 15 minutes for the GS car, so it'll be qualifying set for tomorrow's BMW M Endurance Challenge at Daytona for the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge. That'll be, the race will start at 1.45 on Friday afternoon. Jeremy Shaw and John Hindoff on the fifth floor. Thanks for being with us. Uh, more action from the Daytona International Speedway, 107.9 here at the circuit on FM and around the world on RS2, IMSA Radio. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.